Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Share your story and call it toll-free 1-877-260-3428 and visit us at the Haunted Estate. Hello, my dear friends, and welcome back to The Haunted Estate. Here with me, your host, Selena Myers. I was thinking about if you're listening to these consecutively. God, I bet you are so sick of my voice, and you are so sick of me introducing myself. But I got to do it just on this small chance that there is somebody new, which there has been. We have been picking up in our views, which is amazing. But still, I absolutely need you guys to head over to iTunes and give me a little rating. Say something weird. Who cares? And I will show you out on the podcast. Your rating on iTunes definitely is what's going to move us up in the rankings, get more people coming to the podcast and making it an even better place so we can have more contributors um, of stories and, and stuff like that. I have been getting the articles that people have been sending to me, but I would really like to talk about your paranormal stories. So please don't forget, I am paying for a toll-free phone number, which is one 270 That is toll-free, and it goes right to an answering machine. You will hear me sultry explain how excited I am. And then you can leave your message. If you need to redo it, that's fine. Just shoot me a message. Tell me not to use it. That is fine. I would also like to say that I love you all. Mm -hmm. And now for uh, a little bit of a surprise. I have decided that the haunted estate has been, you know, we talk about paranormal stuff. Another thing that I would love to talk about is serial killers. I'm sorry, everybody, you know, I feel like a lot of people who would listen to this would be liking that topic. Plus, I'm going to talk about the ghost stories that revolve around these serial killers. So I'm thinking maybe once a week for a little while, we will have special edition serial killer and the name of the serial killer. And there we will talk about them, their victims, and the hauntings that surround them. So today is going to be that episode. So I was thinking that we would talk about John Wayne Gacy. He is someone... Um, I'm thinking I'm saying it right. I didn't even look it up before I said this. I haven't re done any research yet. I'm doing my intro. But I have read some books about him. There is an amazing book on Audible called The Last Victim. It is a man who decided to write a whole bunch of serial killers that were on death row and in jail. Um, he had actual communications back and forth. This book is amazing, and it dives really deep into the minds of these kind of people. And it will be 
just very, very surprising. So please check that out. It is on Audible, audible.com. That is audio books. My book, oh goodness, here we are. It's going to be out soon. I ran into trouble with the ISBN number, which is the barcode on the back of the book. I could pay like 200 bucks for one, but guess what? Canada gets them assigned free, but it could take up to 10 days. So I am waiting on that email. We're going on uh, about six or seven days. So Fingers crossed that we do have that book out by next week. It will be available at a bunch of stores um, that I've been, I've reached out to. Uh, Chapters does have a a package where you can have your book in their store, and it will be available hopefully through the hauntedestate.com. Um, and actually, you know, I should say the ones through the hauntedestate.com. Uh, if you write in the notes, you would like some kind of message, or you would like me to sign it. I would absolutely love to do that for you guys because I know friends and everything i still like them to sign them because what if i'm famous one day i will never be famous anyways let's move on so i just want to talk about why i have this obsession with murderers um and it's not even obsession um i touch i touch about it i touch on it and talk about it in my book when i was 17 years old i had picked up a little bit of a stalker and uh i had met him through an online profile type dating type thing um it, it got bad. It got bad. He was following me, had gotten my phone number from friends, was was kind of violent. Um, I never met him in person except for this one time he chased a friend and I down in Walmart and he was parked against my car. But it ended up he had killed a little girl in our town. Um, it's something that has always bothered me. It will always upset me because I found out that he had texted me twice that day, once before and once after. And this part of me was just, parts of me just didn't understand. And, and I had a little bit of a visitation from her a couple of years later, which really helped me move on with my life. So if you're interested in hearing about that, that story is going to be available in my book underneath the dreams chapter. But um, starting that, just realizing, you know, this little girl from the suburbs, which is me, somehow got involved with a murderer. Woo! Gave me goosebumps to talk about um, it was just a, it was a one-time kill for for all that we know, but it, it's extremely dark and it's the saddest thing that's ever happened in Woodstock. We're talking an eight-year-old little girl that was just wiped off the earth, and that's just oh my god! Like I'm even tearing up talking about it now. Like it still really bothers me, and it's it's what like eight years later or something like that. Uh, I did go to court and have to testify against him, and and I remember coming out and seeing her mother and just like bursting out into tears and luckily you know I kind of hoped for one day to find out that she was okay and and I did have her come to me in a dream and it was a very strange dream and and uh I won't go more into that you'll have to buy the book (laughs) but uh once the book's out for a couple months I'll definitely talk about it on the air I'm thinking that a little while after the book is out maybe uh six months or a year later I will release a free audio version something as a podcast be very long podcast like four hours or something but I really do love you guys, and you do deserve it. So let's go into John Wayne Gacy. Uh, He was born in 1942, died in 1994. Born on March 17, 1942, in Chicago, Illinois, John Wayne Gacy faced an abusive childhood and conflict over his sexuality. After being convicted of sexual assault in 1968, it was discovered that he had gone on to kill 33 young males, marrying most underneath his home. He was found guilty 
in 1980 and given multiple death penalties and life sentences. He was executed by lethal injection on May 10th, 1994. The son of Danish and Polish parents, Gacy and his siblings, grew up with a drunken father who would beat the children with a razor strap if they are perceived to have misbehaved. The man physically assaulted Gacy's mother as well. Gacy's sister, Karen, would later say that the siblings learned to toughen up against the beatings and that Gacy would not cry. The boy suffered further alienation at school, unable to play with other children due to a heart condition that was looked upon by his father as another failing. Gacy later realized he was attracted to men and experienced great turmoil over his sexuality. Gacy worked as a fast food chain manager during the 1960s and became a self-made building contractor and Democratic precinct captain at the Chicago suburbs in the 1970s. Well-liked in his community and a clown performer at children's parties, Gacy also organized cultural gatherings. He was married and divorced twice and had biological children and stepchildren. Yet Gacy had a highly disturbing history. He was convicted in 1968 and given a 10-year prison term in relation to the sexual assault of two teen boys. He was released on parole in summer of 1970, but was arrested the following year again after another teen accused Gacy of sexual assault. The charges were dropped when the boy didn't appear during trial. By the middle of the decade, two more young males accused Gacy of rape, and he would be questioned by police about the disappearances of others. It was later discovered that he had committed his first known killing in 1972, taking the life of Timothy McCoy after luring the teen into his home. On December 11, 1978, 15-year-old Robert Priest went missing. It was reported to police that the boy was last seen by his mother at the store he worked at. He was last seen headed out to meet Gacy in relation to a potential job. On December 21st, a police search of Gacy's house in Northwood Park Township, Illinois, uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous horrific acts, including murder. It would later be determined that Gacy had killed 33 boys and young men, the majority of whom have been buried under the house and garage, while others would be recovered from the nearby Des Plaines River. Gacy lured his victims with the promise of construction work and then captured, sexually assaulted, and eventually strangled most of them with rope. When he killed... He sometimes dressed as his alter ego, Pogo the Clown. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Gacy's trial began on February 6, 1980, with a prosecution team headed by William Kunkel. With Gacy having confessed to the crimes, the arguments were focused on whether he could be declared insane and thus remitted to a state medical mental facility. Gacy had told police that the murders had been committed by an alternate personality. While mental health professionals testified for both sides about Gacy's mental state. Untimely found guilty of committing 33 murders after a short jury deliberation, Gacy became known as one of the most vicious serial killers in U.S. history. He was sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences. He was imprisoned at the Menard Correctional Center for almost a decade and a half, appealing the sentence and offering contradictory statements on the murders and interviews. Though he had confessed, Gacy later, later denied being guilty of the charges and had a 900 number set up with a 12-minute recorded statement of his innocence. He took up visual art as well, and his paintings were shown to the public in a Chicago art gallery. With both anti-death penalty forces and those in favor of the execution making their opinions known, John Wayne Gacy died by lethal injection on May 10, 1994, at the Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois. There have been lingering concerns that Gacy may have been responsible for the death of others whose bodies have yet to be found, with the Cook County Sheriff's Office pushing to search Chicago apartment building where Gacy once worked as a maintenance employee. Call and tell us your ghost story, toll free, 1-877-260-3428, and visit us at thehauntedestate.com. This article seemed kind of interesting. The top wasn't really anything, so I'm, I skipped a bunch, but it is called uh, Actor Brian Denny Still Haunted by Killer John Wayne Gacy's Role. So this isn't about a ghost, but it's about feeling haunted. Um, so what's most fascinating to me is whenever Den- Denny, I'm going to say Denny, comes back to Chicago, which is often and usually at the Goodman to collaborate with theater's artistic director, Robert Falls, he is inevitably asked about his made-for-television 1992 movie role in To Catch a Killer. When he's portrayed, when he portrayed Chicago's murderer, John Wayne Gacy. During this visit to the Windy City, he had one Chicago female fan simply say to him, I'll show you a rope trick. The line actually caught Danny a little off guard, and understandably so since it seemed to come out of the blue. In fact, I got the feeling he didn't really know what she was talking about. With some prompting by this gal, it quickly came to him that he was reciting one of Gacy's lines. 
which his friend would often perform as his clown alter ego, Pogo, at children's parties and perform rope tricks. Then, in the film starring Denny, these rope trick maneuvers were revealed to also serve as one of the ways he would fool his young male victims, as a ploy that untimely led them to being tied up before their assault and murder. Despite the depravity of all this, I did find it interesting that Denny said he actually heard from Gacy before this man of so many people's nightmares was executed by lethal injection in May 1996, which was actually 94, at Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill. Gacy, who was convicted of murdering at least 33 young men and burying their bodies in the crossbates of his Norwood Park, Chicago area home, wrote a short letter to the actor, which read, Sorry you would participate in this fraud. You've always been one of my favorite actors. As for the 33 bodies that were discovered, lots of people had access to that cross base. Denny said he still has the letter, which his lawyer keeps locked away in his office safe. Gacy, who was convicted in 1978, was 52 years old when executed. He spent his final years in prison, painting clown pictures and autographing previously shot photos of himself as his clown alter ego, Pogo. All items were sold as curiosities to oddly fascinated collectors of morbid memorabilia. I know that I have heard some John Wayne Gacy paranormal stories. I am just searching the web and having a really hard time trying to find some. So instead, I want to tell you guys about a movie. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm not a big fan of movies that act like ghost shows, if you know what I mean. I, I have a feeling that this might be what this is like. So it is called 8213 Gacy House. So the plot a group of paranormal investigators enter the abandoned home of serial killer John Gacy, hoping to find evidence of paranormal activity. Upon entering the house, they set up cameras throughout the abandoned house while going room to room with handheld cameras, performing seances, and asking John Wayne Gacy to come forward. As the evening progresses, it seems that the investigators are not prepared for the horror still within the house. In the end, all hell breaks loose. Gacy finds Mike's dead body in the basement. Gary is dragged away. Franklin disappears, and Robbie is chased through the house. After the rest of the cameras cut to static, an apparition of Gacy appears. Robbie is then taken, and his camera cuts to static. Okay, I did stumble across a pretty interesting article about some people that really set out to try and find where John Wayne Gacy was buried. The article starts with two pictures. Um, one of John Wayne Gacy is a clown. He definitely doesn't look like a murderer, but I do hate clowns, so they all are, so shh. Anyways, clowns get away with murder. John Wayne Gacy is the quote that underlines this photo. That is... Uh, Pretty un, uh, makes you feel pretty uneasy. So, as one of the most vile, merciless, and upremt of the serial killers, John Wayne Gacy seemed to relish in making brazen, defiant quotes like the one above. However, this one did not hold true. Pogo the Clown got away with murder, just for a while. Gacy was euthanized on May 10, 1994 by lethal injection. 
Even the most ardent of capital punishment detractions probably didn't lose any sleep over this one. Gacy was convicted of raping, torturing, and murdering 33 young men and boys over a period of approximately six years, between 1972 and 1978. He disposed of 28 of them by burying them beneath his house in the crawl space and a couple other spots on his property. The other five, Gacy unceremoniously dumped into the river in Chicago. Gacy was seen as a pillar of the community. He was an active member of the local Jaycees and hosted numerous parties at his house, which often included local dignitaries. Gacy even enjoyed entertaining the little ones with his Pogo the Clown costume. Gacy was also the owner of a construction company, whereby he came to hire many disenfranchised and troubled young men as employees. He would also cruise the seedier neighborhoods of Chicago, picking up male prostitutes and runaways, many of whose relatives and friends didn't notice or care about their disappearances. Most of John Wayne Gacy's murderous and sadistic activities were well known. There have been many books and a couple movies with most of the gory details. The only real question remaining is, where was John Wayne Gacy buried? It has been commonly accepted that he was buried in the same cemetery as his parents, Mary Hill Cemetery in Niles, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and relatively close to the Gacy House of Horrors. However, there have been many questions and very little confirmation as to the location Pogo the Clown's corpse. Initial contact with Mary Hill Cemetery was via telephone. The gentleman who answered was quite friendly and helpful until the name Gacy was mentioned. He stated, in no uncertain terms, that they were not allowed to give out any information. The office had apparently been well-schooled through the instruction and repetition to give no forthcoming information about John Wayne Gacy or his parents' gravesite. In our initial visit to the cemetery itself, we decided to do an inch-by-inch inch search, meaning stepping off every section of the grounds. It's a laborious procedure, but can reap great rewards upon discovery, we assumed that if Gacy were indeed buried in Mary Hill, he would have an unmarked grave. However, if we located his parents' graves, an unmarked plot nearby might be indeed his. As we began to step off Section 11, we were quickly accosted by one of the groundskeepers. Whether it was because we were getting warm or they had just taken notice is hard to say. The younger man, in maybe his mid-twenties, was friendly and asked if he could help us. We generally do not try to play games or engage in the suffrage of dealing with cemetery personnel. If we were accosted for whatever reason, we did find that just being up front with them generally works best. When we asked about the location of Gacy gravesites, he smiled and quickly stated that John Wayne Gacy was not buried there. When asked about the parents, he offered that he was not allowed to give out that information. His phrasing sounded very similar to that of the man on the phone as if it were a mantra that they had come to use and know through sheer repetition. The young man explained that many people inquire about Gacy's gravesite, or that of his parents, in hopes of vandalizing them in some way. When asked if it was all right for us to continue searching the grounds, he stated, we would rather you didn't. So for the day, we departed. The following morning, the death, Turar, made a second visit to Mary Hill Cemetery, 
After limited searching, we drove about some, deciding where to start. We began to be watched by a couple more groundskeepers. One was a little older than the previous day's groundkeeper. He appeared to be in his late 40s. We approached the gentleman and spent some time talking with us. He asserted that John Wayne Gacy was not buried there. The groundskeeper himself had been employed by the cemetery during the time of Gacy's execution. Apparently, Mary Hill had been surrounded by newspeople anticipating Gacy's burial, but no body ever arrived. The man stated, unless it was done in some sort of way we were not aware of, it made sense to us that Gacy, at the very least, would have had some kind of headstone, as to avoid certain discretion of angry citizens. And that he had actually been buried there, that information would have come to light long before now. The cemetery employee stated that Gacy was cremated, and that his ashes were in the possession of his sister in Arkansas. He also said that Gacy's parents were buried in Mary Hill, but that finding them would be nearly impossible. There were 50,000 different people. We asked him jokingly to nod his head in a certain direction, but he laughed and said, I don't think it'll help you anyway. In the end, it was not Gacy's parents we were after. We decided to leave them in peace. We were satisfied at what we had learned, that John Wayne Gacy was not there, but residing in an urn in Arkansas. So, guys, that was a pretty interesting episode uh, for our very first serial killer edition. I do want to remind you guys, please do call the toll-free phone number with your own ideas, topics, stories, you name it. That is 1-877-260-34. Don't forget to stop by thehauntedestate.com, pick up a cool shirt. I'm wearing one right now. Um, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. So, have a wonderful day, and I will see you the day after tomorrow. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.